Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. Yeah, so Trainual was... Uh, it was a very natural evolution. So Trainual started actually as a product within my consulting company. Um, we, I was doing a lot of these these packages for people. One of the most uh, recurring things I was doing was coming up with roles and responsibilities, responsibility matrix, matrices type things, and then standard operating procedures of like, let's nail down this workflow, this process, whatever it is. And I was at the time recording a lot of screen sharing things and making Google Docs and I'd put together you know, folders or Dropbox folders. And I thought that it would be great if there was just a centralized place. Like where does someone's whole business, the knowledge of their business live? Um, I'd, I'm sure you guys have read books like The E-Myth and, and you know, where it says you need an operations manual or a franchise manual or whatever it is. And, and I thought, well, how do I make one of those as a business aside from just spinning up a, a blank Google Doc? So I was working with this, uh, this, this retail client of mine. They were a custom T-shirt sales company. You'd go in with your idea and they'd print a T-shirt. And they hired a lot of college kids, and so their turnover was like 300% a year because, you know, you, you hire people for a semester, they go home, and now you entirely replace your workforce. And every time they were bringing new people on, they had to spend like a full day training them, and they had this 70-page document of like how their screen press works and how to do gift cards at the cash register and and so it, like all these things were coming together and I thought like, I mean, what if I make a tool for this? So there were a couple kids from, uh, from ASU here locally in, in Arizona that were engineers that, uh, you know, could, could develop. I, I brought in another contract engineer and I spent about $10,000 to make this little prototype of like a onboarding training app. And that was the first version of Trainual. That was in 2015. Uh, from 2015 to 2017, that's all it was, was a little product of my consulting company. I gave the product free to my clients. And if they referred someone that I wasn't consulting for, it was like $49 a month. And you can, uh, you can use this little tool, but I wasn't trying to grow a SaaS company. I was trying to grow a consulting (laughs) business. Right. Wow. Yeah, did you have a question, Ben? Oh, it's gonna say, yeah. I'm just, I just want to know. I'm just like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, what's next? Then what happened? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just right. like, I'm following right. with you. I'm just like, this is really exciting because I, I just feel like I, uh, I relate to a lot of the things you're saying, and my, I feel like I'm on a similar path as you, but like, like two or three steps behind you. You know what I mean? So it's just inspiring to kind of see where you're going because I like, I can see myself similar in a similar path as far as creating some software that would help uh, other web design companies do a process similar to ours. So I'm like, I'm just, it's interesting to me to hear you talk about it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think it's interesting too, because I feel like every, when you own a business, right, there's a certain level of 
things that you do on a consistent basis that maybe even think aren't special or mm -hmm. they're just like, this is what I do, but that are valuable to somebody else. You know, I think a lot of times because I've owned a business for the past 14 years and had to do so many different things, it's like, well, yeah, of course, like you need this or you got to do that. But there's so many people out there that are like, oh my gosh, I, like, where do I even begin? You know, it's like we do podcasts and it, to me, it's like, ah, I'm in podcasts all the day, all, all yeah. day. And I, I know about all the gear and all the things you need and syndication. And it's just like, this is so easy. But to someone else, they're like, oh my gosh, starting a podcast seems really overwhelming. And yeah. it's like, you, oh. you undervalue the things that come so naturally to you or that mm -hmm. you're good at, which is why it was so hard for me to charge for consulting. I was right. like, I just naturally <laughs> want to get in here and, <laughs> and make things work better. Right. Um, and, and, and Ben, it's also cool. Like w when you can develop something that is based on your own process or your own experience or like scratching your own itch, I think that's the most powerful kind of product. And, and so we were like, my business, my video business was like train your client number one. Like, I wish right. I had this. Right. So I was almost yeah, developing exactly. it for my past self, right. you know, uh -huh. thinking like, how would I have done this better? For sure. Um, all right. So, so where, where to from there? All right. Ar around the same time, like 2014, 2015, uh, a friend of mine, my, like one of my best friends started this company called Design Pickle. Um, maybe you've heard of them. They're like an mm -hmm. unlimited yeah. graphic design company. Yep. And he, when he was getting started, he didn't have any kind of budget. And so he asked if I would do my whole consulting thing with him, but do it for equity. And so I, I said, okay, that like, sure, I'll do that. And, and so I, I did that for a few people and design pickle in particular was really scaling. Like they mm -hmm. figured out how to do marketing and have like this, this paid ads funnel to get to their service. And so as just kind of like a, an insider in their company, I was watching the success of how you can market something and get them to your website and get them through a trial and get some recurring revenue. So it was really interesting to watch that happen. Uh, in 2017, I started thinking, all right, I'm, I, I could take on another equity project like this, or maybe I could just try Trainual as its own thing. Like I own a hundred percent of that. I'm using it for my clients. Yeah, maybe, but... maybe there's a business there. And so I had five employees at the time in my consulting business. And so we all met around the conference room and we kind of just kicked around the idea and said, well, what's, what's the worst case scenario? If we try to do this SaaS thing, we can go back to consulting. We know that works. Right. So, so it was kind of a, a cold turkey sort of thing where we just said like, all right, starting January of 2018, no more consulting. We're just, we're going to wrap up our current projects and we're going to just give this SaaS thing a shot. That's, that's awesome. So when, when you did that, was it scary in, in a way? Like, did you feel, I mean, I, I know you kind of said like, Hey, we can always just go back to consulting, but was it something where, you you kind of had a fear of like, will people like this? Will this be something that seems valuable to the masses? And at what point did you kind of feel like, oh wow, this is working, and people are signing up and they're you know purchasing our SaaS? Like, what is what did that look like and feel I, like? I would say it was more uh, emotionally like reputation scary. Yeah. than it was financially scary because because we had the backstop of like we could go back to consulting I, w I was confident we could dig ourselves out of whatever like few month loss kind of thing it was uh, it was more that I knew if I was going to do this I had to go all in and tell everyone here's what I'm doing 
And so I had built up, you know, 150 consulting clients and, and, you know, wasn't working with all of them, but like over the years, 150, I had this big newsletter that, um, I had a few thousand subscribers to, and I was recommending little processes and, uh, and so I just went out across all, across the newsletter, across my, all my, my email list, everyone I knew. And I was like, I'm doing this now. And that was the scariest part is, you know, I, I felt like I needed to do that to get some momentum and support from people. Mm -hmm. But I knew that it would be embarrassing to be like, yeah, that didn't work. (laughs) So that was, that was the the scary part. Exactly. I mean, the same thing when I quit my corporate job to start my company, I was like the biggest embarrassment. I know I can come back and get my job back, but I'm like, I'm just going to be embarrassed. It's going to be awkward if I'm like, oh yeah, I tried a business six months later, it failed. Like that's what was scary. It was like, I just don't want to... I don't want to be embarrassed, which is kind of silly. But that's, I wonder if that holds other people back. But I think, and and now as like you know, we've hired a lot of people that at some point had their own business, and I always look at resumes and think I I love that they started something, and even if it didn't work out, it shows that you you took that risk and you're you've got the initiative, and and so I think there's nothing to lose to starting something like that, and so it's it's definitely like a internal one of those crazy fears that we all have. Now, what, how did it work with switching from consulting to a SaaS company? Just like the skills you had on board with the people on your team, how did you fit those people to skills and the new one? Did you have to let some people go, hire other people? Did you try to fit? Like, how did you do that? Did people get training to do new roles or was it actually pretty similar work? Uh, it was pretty seamless. So fortunately, the people that we had in my consulting company, we we had a developer, a full-time developer, because we were stitching together oftentimes people's APIs and Zapier and try, like trying to make processes work for people. So I'd hired a developer like seven months earlier. And then we had a UI UX designer, but she wasn't really doing much design. She was doing more of like consulting project management. I had like taken her out of UX design to like come into figured she could map out a workflow in someone's business. And so it was just really adaptable that we were able to say, perfect SaaS company. We've got a designer, we've got a a (laughs) developer. Uh, And then we had our, our, uh, you know, one of our like project managers that was kind of like also an assistant of mine. uh, She sort of spun into a customer support, customer success, sales role. And so that was, that was a change, but she was able to just adapt and do that. She's had almost every role in the company now today. She's our chief of staff. So she, she was my, my first employee. And then, uh, and then my brother joined on as, uh, like our, our CMO. And so he had done some marketing go to market stuff for my consulting clients. And when we want to do the SaaS business, he's like, I'm on it. Website ads, like co- copy. I'll do that part. So it was pretty. It was pretty lucky the team we had in place. That's so cool. And was every was it um, something where everybody was really excited about? It? Did you have to kind of get people on board and be like, "Hey, here's why I think this is a good idea"? Was it hard to sell it to the team, or were they like, "Oh man, this sounds great"? The way I sold it. So we had that meeting in the in the conference room, and I told everyone like, "Your jobs are secure. We can go back to consult." This <laughs> that's always like- good. The first thing, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had uh, I had like a couple weeks earlier uh, gotten a, a new logo designed on Fiverr, 
and ordered a bunch of t-shirts. So I came in with swag and I think that helped okay. soften the blow. It's like, I was it's, like, it's, okay, free swag and it yeah. looks real. It's like, oh, this yeah. is really happening. Okay. It was like sweatshirts and t-shirts and now what do you all think? It's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Do I have a choice? <laughs> nah, no, no. <laughs> are we voting or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And then you launch, how big are you guys today? People or like, we have 81 people. We've got... Yeah. 7,000 or so companies using the platform yeah. around the world. Wow. That's yeah. congratulations. That's, Thank you. that's cool, man. I think that's like, you know, one of those things where when something works out and I'm sure you struggle with all sorts of other issues and you know, what's going to be the next thing, right? Like, okay, now <laughs> I did this. Like, I think I want to make mobiles for a living. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a jump. I think, uh, I'm, you know, the, the cool thing about this business is it really is so connected to everything I've done since I had my own business. I'm super passionate about, you know, entrepreneurs and small businesses. And, you know, you, you see anyone that's had a business or worked in a small company knows the, the burden of that business and how it kind of can take over your life and, and how hard it is to make it work. And, I feel like this is a problem I could work on forever is just trying to make that easier, to make it more organized, to make businesses work better. One of the other things I saw all the time in my consulting business is the people that worked at companies that were unhappy just didn't have a clear sense of what their role was, how success was measured, what their next path was in the company. They just felt like it was a stepping stone and they weren't really attached to the business. Whereas the ones that were really bought in knew exactly what was expected of them. They knew that they were crushing it. They knew what the promotion they were going after was. And so I think a product like Trainual can really help get the company and their people more aligned because you're you're saying, here's how everything works. Here's how you work. Here's how you succeed. And that, that's what people are looking for. Even though it sounds so simple, so many companies just don't do it. That's so good. So <clears throat> my company, we have, uh, there's seven of us right now. And we actually just hired our eighth. Um, but we're working on it. I've, I've always kind of kept it like, hey, everybody, you know, kind of has to pitch on in on different things. You kind of know your main role, but then there's always, of course, things that you have to help with here and there on other teams, right? And I've never been like a big fan of titles and stuff because I feel like sometimes titles uh, can be used as a uh, like, oh, yeah, I'll make you uh, CFO, even though it's like a two person company or, you know, what right. I mean, it's like it feels like right. this feels fake. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know that there's there's good reasons for that, too, but I just feel like sometimes it, it's used in a weird way. And so I've always kind of kept it like, all right, well, yeah, here's what your responsibilities are now, but you don't necessarily have a title and stuff. Well, it's funny. My wife actually just started working for my company. And the first thing she said is like, I think you need way more clarity on what everybody like what their role is, you know, because yeah. like for her, she is like, you know, and I'm like, well, everybody's responsible to pick up stuff if something falls and everybody kind of knows what they're supposed to do like day to day, but it's still not super clear. She said for her, it's hard because she doesn't know, like, I just keep working harder and harder and I don't know when I'm done. And so that's, it's more stressful. Like she might feel guilty for something she wasn't even responsible for. So it, ca it causes all these additional things. And so her bringing that up, like, it was just interesting because now I'm like, okay, yeah, I do need to create a lot more clarity. So I'm literally working on stuff right now where I'm actually working on creating a company directory, an org chart, like defining roles. I was just starting to realize that roles, 
so I never went to business school. So I'm just starting to realize that like roles in your org chart can be different things and that you can do like you fulfill multiple roles and how to organize and describe those things. So um, I just I literally actually just created a free trial on Trainual like earlier today. I'm like looking through there and I'm like, oh, this is so good. Um, so, yeah, I think this this Trainual for me is like a great it's like a godsend of like, oh, this is exactly kind of what I've been looking for, like some way to organize all that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you said it, the roles and responsibilities aren't really a thing when you've got like two, three, four or five people, because it's kind of like when you've got enough people that would like help you move the mattress up the stairs or something, right. it's like, we all just grab part of the mattress. Yeah. Like, what <laughs> do you kind of know what to do? Yeah. You don't need more <laughs> response, you know, but, but when you've got more people than that and you don't have oversight into what everyone's doing at all, all times, that's when the people themselves need a little bit more of the fallback expectations. They need to know like, well, what is, what's, wh- what do I do? And where is the line between what I do and what he or she does? And, and so, I mean, you're at the perfect size to be working on that. That's, that's awesome. Tell us about, uh, the book. So the business playbook. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. it was like, Hey, I should write a book. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then it, I did. <laughs> that's as easy as it was, right? <laughs> it was, except the, the initial, I should write a book was right when Trainual was starting. I thought, oh, this will be a great way to to talk about what Trainual is, why people need it. I started trying to write it, and then I realized all my experience really is in my consulting business right now. This thing hasn't even taken off. And so I put it down and decided, like, let me make make sure this business scales and and takes off, and then I can it's only gonna get better based on all the best practices and things I found out. And so so last year we came back to it. We were three years into the business. We had, had you know thousands and thousands of customers around the world. We've got customer success teams. We're telling people how to build out their playbook, and I was like, okay, now I can just like package this advice together and and share it. So, Mark, you you uh, I think you led in the, the intro with the entire subtitle of the book. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing that. Um, and, and kind of a, a cool thing with this book is I talked about the e-myth earlier. That was such a transformational book for me. I read it in high school and it, it's what taught me to get off the camera in my video business and that there is a distinction between like running the camera versus running the business and these different roles. And so I was fortunate a couple years ago to, to connect with Michael E. Gerber, who wrote that book. And in that book, they say you, you need this operations manual, this, 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 uh, this prototype. And that's what my book is all about. It's like, okay, you need one of those. Exactly how do you create one? What goes in it? How do you make it? Who's involved with creating it? How do you roll it out to your team? How do you keep it updated? That's what the business playbook is. And Michael Gerber wrote the forward to the book, which oh, is that's cool. so cool to, to yeah. see it come full circle. Wow. Man, I wish I had read that book in high school. That would really be helpful. I feel like I discovered a lot of that stuff on my own. And then people keep saying, hey, you should read the E-Myth. And I finally read it like two years ago. I was like, yeah, I should have read this like a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> it should be required reading. I don't know, like any any business school or any any high school with a business program even, like everybody should read that. It's, it's so, so easy. good. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, it's timeless too, you know? They even have the revised version. I know. It, the original <laughs> one came out in the 1970s. And it's yeah. like, 
it's totally withstood the the test of time. So, so yeah, if, if, if someone that's listening is wanting to do this kind of work, like you've been talking about, Ben, then my book is the framework for all the different sections of your playbook, what you should write down, what you should focus on first, like what's going on in your business that makes this relevant and useful, all that's in there. That's awesome. And how do you connect that? Just out of curiosity from the marketing side, how do you connect that with Trainual? Do you like reference Trainual in the book or vice versa? Or how do you cross market those things? I do a couple times in the book, but I wanted it to be not a book by Trainual and about Trainual, but a book by me as, you know, read this, get value out of it, use whatever tool you want. And so we say that a lot in the book. The connection is that Trainual, our website, features the book. We've given it out at conferences that we've done. When I do speaking events, I'll bring it. So there, there's definitely a connection because if you read the book and everything resonates with you, then Trainual is like a turnkey product to do what's in the book. So it's there, there's like a, a, a native connection that we don't need to overtly be trying to sell Trainual. Hmm. Yep, that totally makes sense. At what size... Do you think a company kind of needs a playbook? You know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of, uh, you know, running guns, solo creatives and whatnot. At, at what point do you say like, yeah, hey, you should start doing X, Y, and Z? For most businesses, I would say it's around five people. It's around when you've got enough division of responsibility that you've kind of got department heads and now you're starting to think about like, all right, well, now what if I put two people or three people in that group? How do we divide up what one person used to do? So that's where and, and when you've got like, you know, three, four or five people, you're starting to crystallize the the core values and culture of the company. And that's really what you want to like codify in the in the playbook. So that's a great time to do it. People could do it sooner. Like we have a lot of people that. Um, you know, will maybe they're starting a franchise and they need to do it from day one, or maybe they're, you know, it's not their first business and and they've they've had this experience and just want they don't want to clean the mess up later. They don't want the process debt or whatever. You know, they yeah. want to set it up right. And so I think people can do it at, at different times, but it's at least when you've got some like division of responsibility, some semblance of culture and values, and you want to make sure that you lock this in and this is consistent for everyone you bring on. That's fantastic. Well, uh, Ben, do you got any yeah. takeaways for us? So usually I write down like 20 takeaways from a conversation and I completely forgot because I was enjoying the conversation. I too figured. Much. <laughs> you're like looking at the notes. You're like, there's no notes in here. I'm usually like getting all the, the pieces of gold out of the conversation and writing them down. You, you're just a hundred percent present. I got, I got nothing. It was, it was fantastic. It was all, it was all good. <laughs> no takeaway. <laughs> this was so good. No, it was terrible. I'm taking the whole thing away. <laughs> No. It was one massive takeaway. It was so good. No, uh, I mean, I, I feel like the takeaways are, um, you know, continue to, to push yourself uh, towards growth. And as you're doing that, to um, make sure that you don't create a, more work for your future self by uh, doing things wrong, do them right, you know, and uh, get the playbook. <laughs> well, I was going to say, too, I think just like the feeling I got from this conversation was just like, that Chris, like you're a type of person that is a generous person that is, just wants to help people succeed. I can see that through that you've learned a lot of stuff. And I think that's a good lesson just in general. It's like, if you're curious and you just want to like help people, 
Like, I think good things will come to you as you work hard and like take that stuff and share it with other people. You seem very open-handed, generous. You're not like writing a book to be a lead generator only, you know, I just like, Hey, like this is like something you're doing to actually help people. So I think that's just a good lesson for everybody, including myself. Thank you. So, well, so if anybody gets anything from this, it's go do free consulting. <laughs> just, right. Got it. Just give it away. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, where can people connect with you to, uh, you know, find more about Trainual, more about, um, you know, the book, more about what you're into? Yeah, the book's easy. Anywhere books are really sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, whatever, the business playbook. Uh, you can find me at Chris Ronzio on Instagram or LinkedIn is where I tend to hang out. And Trainual is just uh, like kind of like it sounds, like a training manual, trainual.com. Awesome. Hey, and thanks, guys, for listening to The Friday Habit. Uh, if you go to thefridayhabit.com, there you'll find show notes for this episode. You can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to The Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review in the Apple Podcasts app. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a quick voice memo and send it to hello at thefridayhabit.com. That's right. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs>